Hello and welcome back to Waking Up With Mel. This is episode 14 and one of the last episodes of the year of 2022. You made it. Uh, last week, this is part two of the Kinsey Institute, and last week I started talking about this peculiar man who has an institute 75 years strong based on science of pedophilia. And it, it blew my mind when I first learned that one, this institute is still open, and two, that he based his scientific evidence that uh, basically it's okay to be a pedophile. So what this man did is he took and recorded people who would rape children and they recorded all of it and sent it to the Institute. And this goes on to this day. And then now they, then he pushed the free love in the sixties. He's linked to so many things in society. And that's why I had to do a part two. So last week I just played you guys a bunch of clips. And if you haven't heard part one, just stop here and go back to part one because there's so many things I'm not going to even be able to touch today because I played you guys a lot of videos. Um, but the thing that surprised me the most about this is, is what is going on today. Because if you look at Instagram or any, anywhere, you're going to see, I, at least I do, I don't know why, it's super hard to see, but you see parents taking kids to drag shows and you see uh, all these weird queer, um, transgender agendas going on on television and you know um, I don't think you can turn on a television show on a regular daytime or nighttime television without seeing a man kissing a man or a woman kissing a woman or they have programmed this to be okay and I'll never forget the first time I saw that on TV I was like oh like I don't really want to see that why are they making us watch this preference this sexual preference and honestly, if you don't know yet, this isn't like, this isn't a war against Republicans and Democrats. This, I've touched on that before. This isn't a war on anything but good versus evil. That's basically where we're at right now. And if you don't see that, then God bless you. Because <laughs> it, 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 this is where we're at. And, and the Bible says, you know, in the last days, there will be this agenda. And my mindset, the way I think, is we are in the last days, but not the end of time. You know, the last days, there's going to be many, many miracles that are going to happen. And you're going to see the manifestation of God through his people. You're going to see people being healed. You're going to see um, this, for a short time, I do believe, being cleaned out um, of our school systems and of our music and of our... Because people finally woke up. For so long, we have just been so trusting and so you know, do to do and sending our kids to these institutes that the, the professors are pedophiles and they're like Kinsey. Kinsey was a professor and I believe in Iowa and, or Indiana, one of the two. And he got this junk science. I mean, he reminds me so much of Fauci and then pushed this free love movement and this free love movement spanned into today into the school systems where they're teaching our kids sex education based on Alfred Kinsey's junk science. It's absolutely insane. But let's talk about his tie with Hugh Hefner because I think this is so interesting. Hugh Hefner was a student in one of these uh, colleges and he loved Kinsey. In fact, let me play you a clip. Jonathan Reese, 
historian in the destruction of human sexuality. Dr. Reisman is recognized as an expert witness exposing the sex industry's hidden agenda. Playboy right. sued you or you sued Playboy? No, Playboy sued me for libel and slander. And what happened? I won. She's fought the pornography industry for decades and even won a lawsuit against Playboy. So how did we get here to where we're at today? Because I don't think pornography has always been such an epidemic cancer within our society like it is today. No, not at all. Uh, we were, up to the end of the Second World War, a conservative Judeo-Christian nation. The turning point for all that was Dr. Alfred Kinsey, his book, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, 1948. He was the father of the sexual revolution and therefore the father of everything that has come from that. And certainly one of the key things was pornography. Dr. Alfred Kinsey ushered the destruction of our nation's moral code with his books, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male and Sexual Behavior in the Human Female known as the Kinsey Reports. The world recognized him as the leading scientific expert on human sexuality. The reports claim that humans were sexual from birth and that what we deemed as immoral sexual behavior was actually normal, thus making it moral. Once a biologist who studied gall wasp, Kinsey's obsession with sexuality led him to found the Kinsey Institute for Sex Research at Indiana State University. What people to this day are not aware of were the methods he used to collect his data. And I looked at the graphs that he provided, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 tables, and I said, wait a minute, that's a two-month-old baby. What, how does he know a two-month-old baby did or did not have an orgasm? And then table 34, a four-year-old child. Uh, 26 orgasms in 24 hours? That's an around-the-clock experiment. Wow, that's torture. That's torture, you bet. He also actually employed bona fide pedophiles to, uh, to do what they did to children for his so-called data. Kinsey wanted to prove that we are sexual from birth, so it wasn't surprising that he drew his data from pedophiles, rapists, and murderers. They were the perfect sample because obviously a rapist pedophile will have a skewed perspective on sexuality, convincing himself that his victim finds pleasure in the act of being raped. Using a stopwatch and a ledger, they recorded their sexual experiments, systematically molesting thousands of young children under the guise of science. This research was compiled in his books, Sexual Behavior of the Human Male and Sexual Behavior in the Human Female. He said, we, I had 196 pre-adolescents under 12, and he broke them up into six categories. And fainting, convulsions, screaming, writhing, you know, striking what he called their partner, that's somebody who's raping them, okay? And they were trying to get away, but he said they enjoyed it. They definitely enjoyed it. The research in Kinsey's books were partly based on the collection of data and confessions of a Nazi pedophile during World War II, Dr. Fritz von Balusek, who raped hundreds of children. After the war, the Nazi officer was charged and put on trial for the murder of a 10-year-old girl. They found detailed records of von Balusek's heinous sexual acts with children, revealing his correspondence with Kinsey. 
Dr. Kinsey, who was fully aware of the Nazi officer's atrocities, warned him in his letters to be careful and encouraged him to continue his research. During the trial, the judge said, I got the impression that you got to the children in order to impress Kinsey and to deliver him material. To his surprise, Bayusek replied, Kinsey himself asked me for that. Now that became the foundation for the sex educational structure that fed itself into what we are teaching our children right now as we sit here and speak. I venture to suggest that what we are putting into our books on sex education today is based almost fully upon philosophic gifts. And of course it was the foundation of all the changes in our laws, the sodomy laws, the abortion laws, everything else. I mean, he's there. His handprints are on everything that deals with sexuality. From all these people, he was able to tell us, quote, the truth about ourselves, uh, the truth about what we were really doing behind closed doors. And he lied about our fathers, my fa father's generation and grandfathers. He lied about them because he projected onto them what he himself was doing. What he was struggling with. Yes. It didn't take long for Kinsey to deceive the world with his fraudulent data, convincing us that we were sexually repressed and ignorant to the truth. First the media drank First the Kool-Aid. The and they were carefully taken care of by the Kinsey Institute to drink the Kool-Aid, okay. And then once they drank the Kool-Aid, yeah, the scientists, quote-unquote, drank the Kool-Aid, and then the legislators drank the Kool-Aid, and then the lawmakers drank the Kool-Aid, and here we are. Essentially, what Kinsey did was he changed our belief about ourselves. This change of belief naturally changed our behavior. Soon, Kinsey's ideas permeated everything in our society, from our legal system reducing the penalty for sexual crimes and legalizing abortion, the media promoting his philosophy to the educational system, teaching children his views on sexuality. What's more, the pharmaceutical industry capitalized from the sexual revolution. We saw the emergence of STDs, sexual enhancers, and the morning after pill. The divorce rate soared along with sexual crime. As a people, we would never be the same again. Our innocence was lost forever. Ultimately, Kinsey's fraudulent data led to the legalization of pornography. One of the virgins in college that read Kinsey and believed him was a guy named Hugh Hefner. Okay, yeah. So he's in so college. So Hefner was yeah, an advocate for he, Well, Kinsey's. he reads Kinsey and he says, hey, everybody's been lying to me. Uh, they've all been diddling around doing all this stuff and I have been standing here being a nice guy. Forget it. He says, I will be, and I'm quoting him, Kinsey's pamphleteer. I will be Kinsey's pamphleteer. Really? So from there, he began to advocate for changes in the law, and he created a magazine called... Playboy. Playboy, which then, he said, would reflect what Kinsey had found about human sexuality. In his fraudulent data. In his fraudulent data. data. America was educated by a pedophile whose work was labeled as science. Just as Darwin was the father of legitimizing evolution, Kinsey was the father of legitimizing the sexual revolution and all that's based upon that today.
Sure enough, Hefner was true to his word. Not only did he popularize pornography on a global scale, he also helped to legalize it. Uh, you know, we, I wanted a congressional investigation of Kinsey. Uh, at some point, we may, in fact, be able to get a, a public to be aware that they've been raped. The whole nation has been raped. That is what's happened to us. We have been raped, and you cannot expect to survive a rape without a great deal of, of illness, pain, and trauma. And we've gone through it. Now we've got to find a way to, to get out of it. So whatever happened to Kinsey? Well, this glorified psychopath eventually died of a slow and painful disease called orchitis, a lethal infection of the testicles due to years of brutal masochistic masturbation and other vile sexual acts. How ironic. The preacher of sexual liberation died from following his own message. Sadly, his destructive work continues to live on with his lies and, to this day, we continue to fund the Kinsey Institute with our tax dollars. Now, for any man who's trapped in pornography, he must first realize that the root of the problem is based on a lie. A lie by Kinsey and a lie from the enemy of his soul. You need to realize you've been duped. You've been suckered because ultimately, Kinsey's purpose was to remake man into his image, which really wasn't a pretty one. So, by that, I hope you can see, this isn't just a small little potato, this Kinsey Institute. This is something you and I have been funding, not knowing, and now it's perpetrated our children, or they don't even know if they're he, she, or they, or them. So, it's, it's gotten pretty deep pretty pretty fast I mean what it's taken 75 years this Institute's been going so 75 years they've been indoctrinating our children and we need to wake up to this this is why I'm doing this podcast like I said in my last podcast I feel like this is one of the most important now let's talk about who okay we fund it the Rockefeller started funding this to get it going the Rockefellers were behind it okay he they funded Kinsey it's a fact look it up so Let's think about this for a second. Why hasn't the CIA, FBI, or any of these agencies that come after patriots for going to support uh, Donald Trump on January 6th, why don't they shut this pedophilia institute down? I mean, that's a question I have. And my answer is, is in my own brain, and I could be wrong, you know, this is just pure speculation, but they're part of it because if you listen to Kathy O'Brien's book, um, she wrote a book, Kathy O'Brien. She's a survivor of MK Ultra, and it also kind of ties into all this stuff too because she was one of the kids that was experimented on. And if anybody, if you want real science, these should be interviewing the kids that they did this to, not the pedophiles. It just blows my mind that this institute is still open. But she wrote a book, and she talks about how. Her dad was sexually molesting her and recording it and sending it off to make uh, porn films and things like that. And it got caught in the U.S. mail. And instead of arresting the father, they sent him to Boston, Massachusetts to be trained in how to basically break a child's mind. And it's it's not that you have split personalities. It's that you, you mind split 
stops working when some abuse happens to you so you can survive the abuse and be and survive life and so they have different uh it's not even what's the term she uses i can't think of it right now but um it's not it's like basically multi-personalities but it's it's not like they showed you in sip and that girl sybil that they used to show us in school at least in my generation she probably was a victim Anyways, so the CIA is behind it. The, the government was behind it. She, she gets really deep into how the churches are behind it. Like, it's not, it's not a small thing. So this Kenzie guy, he's supported by, unfortunately, probably our government. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just insanity. And so we have Hugh Hefner, okay? He's one string of it. He's the one that got porn out there. I also believe they call Hugh Hefner, like, kind of the honeypot, where he would have these big parties and they'd bring all these elite, what they call elite people or people they wanted to control. Um, and that's where they would, you know, go into a bedroom or this or that and thinking they're all by themselves and they have this, this God knows what kind of sex with God knows who. It gets recorded, they get blackmailed, then they get controlled. And this has gone on since the beginning of time. And so they have basically, for lack of better words, everybody by the balls. And they're able to control the political scene, the media scene. I mean, if you've been trying to speak truth the last two years, you're constantly getting blocked. Constantly. I mean, my Instagram's on like six or seven accounts, I think. And today I even got a notification that I'm on a 90-day restriction. So it's just, it's constant. Um, for people who are trying to speak truth. But imagine being on a higher level. I mean, that, they'll just wipe you out. They'll just suicide you or whatever. So... We got Hugh, Hugh over here controlling the older generation people. Um, and then we go to this guy named John Money, who, again, is another professor. So I'm going to teach you guys a little bit about John Money because he also is a huge part of this gender theory. He actually is the one who coined that term. So this whole gender theory thing They've been trying to do this to our kids for over 50, 75 years, getting them to be so confused that they call themselves a they, them, or whatever. And you know what's really sad is people go along with it. Like, I, I think about this a lot. I have someone in my close uh, quarters, like, let's just say that, that has a child that was born a female, wants to be a male, changed the name, everything. And when you're around that person, they call their child a he when it's a she and I just I would never go along with that I just cannot do it like it's, it's a lie you're lying it's it's a lie I, I want to be 21 but I'm not you know what I mean so I can't make it's just where have we got this you know where we got this John money so let's learn about John money where people are, are learning to buy this bullshit one more thing about this I'm thinking back to 2019 I used to work at a hot yoga studio uh, go back to my yoga episode if you haven't heard it because yoga is a dangerous path if you're not spiritually aligned with Jesus Christ. You're going to let some demons in and you're going to welcome them in and you're going to put the statues in your house and you're going to do the things. I promise you that. I've seen it with my own eyes. But not only that, the confusion, the lies, right? So I'm teaching at this yoga studio and this dude who, let's just lack of a better, I'm not going to use his real name. Um, he came in and his name's Bill. Let's just say I'm making that up. Hey Bill, how's it going? Good, good, good. 
few months go by, Bill all of a sudden decides he wants to be Beverly. And so he makes us change the name in the computer, and he starts wanting to use the girls' locker room. And, I mean, all the women get naked in there. We're all naked in there. And so it starts to make some women feel uncomfortable. Like, what's up? So we started getting some complaints. So instead of saying, you know what, Bill? You're just going to have to shower at home or, like, do your deal somewhere else because this is, like, messing up our whole flow over here. They instead did a training where all of us teachers had to go on a weekend on our own time. And they had some young, confused little girl that was thinking she's a boy trying to tell us that we shouldn't use he, she's anymore because that could be offensive to people. I left early. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm sitting here right now wasting my time with somebody trying to tell me I can't tell the... What is happening? I mean, I remember that day so much. And then I thought... And then I tried to be really inclusive, you know, because who wants to be a jerk? And I'm like, oh, well, I get that. And oh, I never thought of it that way. Looking back, I'm like, that's a bunch of crap. There, that was indoctrination on, like, a grown-ups. You know what I mean? We're just over here like, oh, yeah, we need to be... God knows how it is over there now. I feel... They went from that to then you had to show your vaccination card and wear a mask to do yoga to now, I don't even know what it's like over there. I don't ever want to know. And I don't know how I got on that rant and rave, but it was, yeah, I do because of the transgender thing. It's just like, they just push it and push it and push it and I'm just done with it. And it started a lot with this uh, John Money guy. And, And honestly, this is not to be rude. If you are hate your your who got okay god created you perfect perfect he makes no mistakes right when you were created before time began you were created the way you are and when you decided to come here on earth and you chose that and then somewhere along the line the enemy came along and he said you are not you you're you should feel this way and you need to feel that way and next thing you know you're buying the lie more than the truth, and then you are chopping off body parts that God put on you. And to me, that is a mental illness because you are mentally not okay with yourself. And that's not, that's sad. And I am not trying to bash or trash anybody. And I, I hate trying to say stuff like this because I feel like I'm going to get so much backlash and hate. But you know what? That's just the enemy attacking me because I'm telling the truth and I'm okay with that. I've been attacked since 2020 and they called every name under the book. And I just feel like at this point, I'm like a duck in water. It just rolls off my back. I'm like, okay, whatever, moving on. And most of the time, honestly, guys, I don't even read the, the, it's just lies from the enemy. Why would I want to read it? All right, back to John Money. Okay, the first thing I'm going to read you is straight off the KinseyInstitute.org because they glorify this jackass. John Money, PhD. I'm going to start calling myself a PhD because if they can call, if they use this kind of science and call themselves PhDs, then Dr. John William Money, July 8th, 1921 to July 7th, 2006, internationally known for his work in psychoendocrinology and development of sexology, defined the concepts of gender role and identity. His legacy at Kinsey Institute includes the John Money Fellowship and the John Money Collection. Born in New Zealand, 
John William Money immigrated to the United States in 1947 and received his PhD from Harvard University in 1952. In 1966, Dr. Money founded the Gender Identity Clinic at John Hopkins University and started an extensive research program on the psychohormonal treatment of, of paralysis and sex reassignment. Oh, okay. Where did you find these people to do that to, Mr. Money? And pff, what a great name. Money formulated, defined, and coined. Okay, so let's read that again. Money formulated, defined, and coined the term gender role and later explained it to the gender identity role, G-I-R. In 1961, he proposed the hypothesis that an androgen, so that's a person I believe that is born with both parts, is libido hormone for both sexes. Extending his research from the clinic to clinical history, Dr. Money wrote about the 18th century origins and present consequences of anti-sexualism in the destroying angel sex, fitness, and food in the legacy of degeneracy theory, graham crackers, Kellogg's, cornflakes, and American healthy history, 1985. Okay, I didn't even know these books existed. Venus's penises, sexology, sex, I don't even, I think they make up words at this point. And the extingency theory in 1986 is an anthology of his theoretical significant writings. His publications also cover the philosophy and methodology of science. In the, I love how they use the word science. And the practical of clinical sexology and all this other crap. Okay, I'm not going to keep reading on this soon. I'm going to read this one last part though. The Kinsey Institute Library houses money's lifelong work. That is huge because I bet there's a lot of evidence that could be used against these guys in that lifelong work, including his correspondence, lectures, media, interviews, documentaries, as well as books, manuscripts, articles, and other writings. Visit the Kinsey Institute Library catalog to search the money collection. Ooh, I'm going to pause this and do that real quick. It says no results found. Isn't that funny? So anyways, Dr. John Money is another just professor tie into this, this whole thing that we're living through right now. And so a lot of people, I believe, you know, are like, oh, why is this happening? Oh, it's getting so dark. No, it's not getting so dark. You are waking up. Hello, waking up with Mel to the light because in order to get out of this darkness that we have been living in, and a lot of us have been awake for a long time, we have to expose it. And this has been going, I mean, they have been indoctrinating your students since the 1950s. So we are 75 years past. This institute's thriving with your tax dollars. And the only way I believe to stop it, and, and I know we can, I know this is not impossible, but it has to be brought to, I mean, something, right? The court systems, the Supreme Court. Uh, I don't know how it all works, but I know it needs to be tried and justice needs to happen, not just for these kids. I mean, for every, for all of us. I mean, we are paying for this. This is not okay. I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with paying for abortion to Planned Parenthood, and I'm not okay with the Kinsey Institute. And I, right now, 
am saying that publicly. I want this Kinsey Institute to be investigated for the crimes they have committed against children. It is not okay to base your junk science on pedophilia. Okay? All right. So I wish a lawyer would listen to my podcast or somebody knew a lawyer that could do something about this because it just takes, uh, it just takes one of us, right? I wake up, you wake up, the next person wakes up, and the next thing you know, there's enough pissed off people that are like, I'm not doing that. I'm not paying for this. I'm not putting up with this. We, we salt the earth and we are bigger than all of this. I'm going to end this podcast with just a little more information about John Money and this, uh, science experiment he did on two little boys and just a little background on these two little boys it's so hard to even say this one of them when they went to go get circumcised basically his penis was burnt off so good old dr john money told his parents who had probably were satanic ritual people and probably did this to their kid on purpose and i don't know that i'm just assuming because anybody on tv that's pushing this bullshit is probably paid from somebody right Anyways, and I'm sorry I'm swearing so much today, but this really pisses me off. It really does. And it is bullshit. It really is. And I, you know what? I'm not sorry. It, it is BS, and I'm sick and tired of it. And anyways, um, so the parents raised one boy to be a girl, the one they burnt the thing off, and then the other one, to they, they told them to basically play with each other sexually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based on Dr. John Money's advice, of course. So anyways, here's a little video clip about... Um, Okay, so the first question that this this guy puts, and again, I put the links to all these videos in the description box, so you have to cut and paste them. Um, anyways, it says, what are the origins of gender identity? To the origins of gender identity, and where did the concept of gender begin to stray from early dictionary definitions? In the 1950s, a psychologist and sexologist, Dr. John William Money, began applying the word gender when describing someone's sexual identity. His concept and use of the word was not widely adopted until much later, but Dr. Money is seen as a pioneer on the psychology of gender fluidity, identity, and expression. He believed that an individual's gender was a social construct that was determined by their upbringing and subsequent exposure to what society deems to be masculine or feminine. His argument was that nurture overrides nature. In the summer of 1965, in the city of Winnipeg, a mother gave birth to two twin boys. These two children would become the perfect test environment for Dr. Money to prove his gender theory of nurture over nature. The twin boys, named Brian and Bruce Reamer, had difficulty urinating when they were only a few months old. Doctors recommended circumcision. However, the method of circumcision was not told to the boys' parents, who later found out that an electrical cauterizing machine had malfunctioned and burnt off Bruce's genitalia. Months later, the parents of the twin boys were watching television when they came across the charismatic Dr. John Money describing his work with transgenderism. After contacting Dr. Money and describing their situation, he agreed to help. Bruce, he decided, was to be raised as Brenda. The case of the twin boys became an unethical and tragic experiment as Dr. Money's research ultimately ruined the lives of the Rima family and caused the premature death of both twins. A few months later, Brenda underwent surgery to remove the rest of his reproductive organs. Under the strict understanding that the parents must never inform Brenda of his true identity, the parents raised him as a girl. The twins were to meet annually with Dr. Money where he would sit privately with them and examine how they were developing. The twins later described how Dr. Money would force them, at a young age, to 
undress and perform dominant and submissive positions in front of him while he allegedly photographed them. The BBC-produced Horizon documentary interviewed Janet Rema, the mother of the twins. I could see that Brenda wasn't happy as a girl. She was very rebellious. She was very masculine, and I could not persuade her to do anything feminine. Brenda had almost no friends growing up. Everybody ridiculed her and called her cavewoman. She was a very lonely, lonely girl. Ugh. Dr. Money what kind of mom would do that to, write to about the successful experiment on the Rima twins, despite the fact that Brenda later transitioned back to being identified as a male. Brenda became known as David and eventually married. However, the traumatic upbringing of the twins ultimately led to both boys committing suicide. Psychologists and sexologists today still consider Dr. Money to have been a brilliant scientist, which has resulted in wide acceptance of his gender theory. No longer determined by chromosomes and reproductive organs, the concepts of gender identity and gender expression have been adopted into Canadian law and school curriculums across the country. I have yet to do my podcast on Oprah. I used to love that person. Okay, I also have this concept that this transgender thing has is deep in Hollywood. Okay, so I don't even know who's male, female anymore in Hollywood. I really don't. We all know the Obamas, right? I hope so. You know, look up Joan Rivers saying, it's okay. We all know Michelle's a, a tranny. It's, oh my God. The first time I played that for somebody that wasn't awake, they were like, she's just joking. I'm like, oh, that's what they always say. They're just joking. Anyways, I'm going to end this episode now and I'm going to end it with an ep with, well, I'm going to end it with a prayer. So stay tuned for that if you want some prayer after this, because this is a lot of nasty information to take in. It is not easy to wake up. I never said that, but I'm going to end this with the interview um, that was on Oprah. Has remained anonymous until now, uh, only known in the medical journals as John Joan. And this is Janet Reimer, David's mother who made the agonizing decision to change the sex of her son and to raise him as a girl. And what you all at home didn't see during the taping of that piece, um, we could tell Janet you were, you know, moved and probably disturbed by. Well, you should be, Janet. You should be. What you're saying. And David, you, you comfort her. It's, uh... She's hurting right now. Uh, mothers are all over the world are all alike. There's guilt. Uh, it's darned if you do and darned if you don't. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what things that were done were done out of compassion, out of love for your child. Mm -hmm. and, and how can I hate my mother for that? Mm -hmm. Did you think he would hate you? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Did you hate yourself? Yes. So you talk on the tape about the day you first put the dress on. Did you have agonizing feelings about it even when the doctor, or were you of that generation or kind of person when the doctor said this would be best? Did you all believe that it would be best? Yes, I had complete faith in the doctor. Mm -hmm. I believed it would be best. But when he started to rip it off, I started to have doubts. Mm -hmm. And during the whole journey, of trying to create a feminine being. There were doubts along the way, but I couldn't afford to contemplate them because I couldn't afford to be wrong. I couldn't have faced the alternative. And the alternative being what? That you'd made this horrible mistake? Yes. 
Because then what could you do? Right. Since you, since your earliest memories, you never felt like you were a boy, a girl. I never quite fit in. Uh, uh, well, the girls would do their things with their Barbies and things like that, and that wouldn't interest me. Mm -hmm. And uh, things such as trucks and uh, building forts and, uh, you know, getting to the odd fist fight and mm -hmm. climbing trees. That's the kind of stuff that I like, but it was unacceptable. So I'd never... As a girl? As, as a girl, I had no place to, to fit in. So what would you say to um, David, who was then your daughter, what would you say to him when he would act out his maleness? I would try and convince him that he was doing it because he was a tomboy. Mm-hmm and that it was okay to be himself or herself, I would say at the time. It was okay to be herself, but she was very much a tomboy. Mm -hmm. I tried to fit in. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I tried with the, with the makeup and it, it, it turned out to be a disaster. I mean, you got the, you know, the, the, red, the red circles on the cheeks and uh, I, look like, I look like a clown, basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but I didn't do it because I liked it. I did it because I wanted so desperately to fit in because I was so lonely. And I let one boy kiss me on my cheek once. And I thought about it. I said, no, I don't like this. Uh, you know, I can't help that. You know, I am what I am. Did you feel you, you, when you say I am what I am, but you didn't know what that was? I, I wasn't sure. Listening to that. Um, interview gave me a little bit of compassion for the mom but still it's just so hard for me and it makes me think of when I was a teacher aide my kid was in third grade and I wanted to get her in this Montessori class that turned out to be a very liberal school so liberal in fact that a second grader um, whose name I will not use so they wanted this little boy born um, let's just say his name was David that wasn't his name and so it said David on the, you know, attendance sheet because legally that was the child's name. And, and again, I'm not using the real name. Um, but the name in parentheses next to the, the boy name was a girl name. Let's just say it was Shirley. And so everybody called this David Shirley. And um, it was like normal. And I'm thinking, okay, one, this kid's in second grade. This kid doesn't know if it if it even what color it likes let alone it's it's sexual identity and they had this kid's hair grown out wearing girl clothes the whole thing right if they don't care about gender and we're not supposed to care about gender then why are they trying to make boys girls and girls boys like i do not get this well i do it's a plan of the enemy so anyways fast forward and my covid hit and my kid was in uh sixth grade at that time that little boy was starting to like little girls so I was left, oh, and this little boy's using the bathroom that my little girl's, it's just not okay. Like looking back, how did I let that, how was I okay with that? Like this is how they get us. It's like, person, you know what I mean? It's like little by little by little. And then pretty soon there's, it's, there's no black and white. It's just all gray and it's just whatever, everything goes. And such were the days of Noah and such are the end times gonna be. But you know what? Not on my watch. <laughs> Not on my watch, not with the people, if you really look, who put, who started this. This isn't, this has been going on in our society and it's time for it to stop and that's where I'm going to stop and just say, dear Lord, 
I just pray to God that you stop this agenda against our children. It is pure evil started by this Kinsey and this money guy and Hefner and all these people who are no longer on this earth, Lord, but we are, and we're awake to their demonic, satanic, scientific lies, Lord. And you know, another thing, God, that John Hopkins Institute, they did that event 201 that started the coronavirus. They did another event just recently called Contagious. And I pray against every plan they have against us right now. I pray against all the meetings they have over there that they are busted for what they've done and that people wake up to the agenda at the John Hopkins Institute. And I pray that they wake up to the Kinsey Institute and I pray that these, these uh, places of absolute hell are torn down and people wake up to the junk science that we believe and start to realize what real science is. It is the math of the leftovers of the people who have been hurt by these individuals and I pray for their healing and I pray for them to speak up and I pray for justice on their behalf in Jesus' holy name. Amen and thanks for listening.